This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Welcome to the Ipswich Community Youth Service Layback Hour. My name is Andrew and I'm your host today. Thanks for listening in. We are here from the Ipswich Community Youth Service, Get Set for Work program and the Care to Work project, both of which are funded by the Queensland Government under the Skilling Queenslanders for Work initiative. Uh, today, listeners, uh, we have the very efficient and accommodating Kerry Smith from MEGT Australia, one of the leading apprenticeship and traineeship services supporting our wonderful region. Morning, Kerry. Welcome. Morning, Andrew. How are you? You're very well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. No worries. Okay. Um, we'll just jump straight into it here. Can you please uh, give the listeners a bit of background about your employment history, Kerry? Uh, sure, Andrew. Um, with my employment history, I've only really had two jobs throughout my career. One was with McDonald's. I started off as a crew person and worked my way through the management ranks oh, up wow. into a store manager role. Yep. Then I was with the restaurants for about 10 years and then I was promoted to head office in the training department. Oh. So I spent about 10 years, um, sorry, about eight years in the training department yep. looking after the certificate two and three in retail for Queensland and um, in the Northern Territory. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so it was a really great time um, with McDonald's and then I decided to move on and then I went into the apprenticeship and traineeship side of it with MEGT. Yeah, okay. That's fantastic. Yeah, first time I've ever interviewed anyone that sort of gone sort of higher up at like McDonald's and that like we always hear about the great support and training that young people get. So, yeah, mm. so someone like yourself... One of them people. Yeah, for sure. And it's amazing, McDonald's. You know, a lot of people don't understand, I think, what actually goes on in the background. Yeah. Um, when working at McDonald's, it's just not about serving the food. It's a lot of the training that you get and all the soft skills that you get that really promote you to go into further, um, I suppose, different businesses, into your own business, into management, into anything really. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what we try and relay, um, especially into our hospitality students, about um, you know how great an opportunity is to start somewhere like your Maccas or your KFCs or whatever mm. and learn those sort of skills. So, yeah. That's that's fantastic. I'm happy. <laughs> um, what is the title of your current role at MEGT and how long have you been in it? Yep, so I've been with MEGT now for about 13 or 14 years. Yep. And I've held a couple of roles, but my current role is a career and recruitment consultant and I've been in that role for three years now. Three years, okay, perfect. Um, I suppose for the listeners, when did MEGT first start and where did they start? So MEGT commenced operations in 1982, known as the Outer Eastern Group Apprenticeship Scheme. And in 1998, MEGT became Melbourne East Group Training. So hence to today's name of yeah. MEGT. It doesn't really stand for anything anymore. It's just that it's a well-known brand yep. and they decided to keep it. Um, in 2001, we became MEGT Australia because we got the national um, contract for the Athens. Um, in 2009, we established our Indigenous Apprenticeship and Traineeship Network. And to this day, we retain our status as the largest and only national apprenticeship network provider. Yeah, okay. That's fantastic. Um, and no doubt we'll uh, get into that a bit more in some coming questions. Um, what type of services can MEGT offer? Um, feel free to be as broad as possible. Okay, no Far away. <laughs> um, there's plenty of services that MEGT can offer. We offer our ASIN services and there are um, personalised support services provided at no cost to apprentices, trainees and their employers throughout the apprenticeship and traineeship. They include what we call universal services 
and targeted services. So um, universal services are administration assistance, processing government incentives claims, personal benefits and trade support loans and regular contact with our apprenticeships, yeah, our apprentices okay. and um, trainees. Um, we also offer and deliver universal services, and this is through giving the information and advice um, to help you decide whether an Australian apprenticeship or an apprentice is right for you yep. and for your business. We also do the sign-up and the registration of Australian apprentices with the relevant state of training authorities. Um, the other service that we deliver is the targeted services, yep. and that's um, what I belong to in the targeted services. So that's our career hub. It's where people can access um, free tools and resources for employers and job seekers, which include resume templates, job interview tips. They access our job board and support from our fully qualified um, career and recruitment consultants. Um, for the employers, they also can use the Career Hub um, and they can post job vacancies for free and review applicants on based on experience and skills that the assessment test gives them. Okay, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, and our, yeah, and our targeted services also include our mentoring services, um, which is a tailored support for employers, apprentices and trainees throughout the duration of their training contract, which includes site visits, calls um, to discuss any type of challenges, um, and obviously these are connected to professional support services and much more. Yeah, for sure. And do you find that you do probably um, pop out and to the employers and support them where possible? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of things with our employers, obviously with mentoring, you know, there's always site visits. But for the Career Hub, we do um, a lot of work with employers and schools and we pop out and do presentations, go through, I suppose, their organisational charts to see where they can actually, I suppose, implement apprenticeships and traineeship into their business. Um, so we do a lot of background work with them and just making sure that they are, I suppose, choosing the correct qualification yep. for the staff that they have on. Yeah, okay, okay. That's fantastic. Um, you spoke about the Indigenous Employment Programs earlier. Can you give us a bit more info around that? Yeah, sure. So an Indigenous Apprenticeship and Traineeship Network falls within our GTO arm of the business. It's where we have an experienced team that recruits and oversees Indigenous recruitment programs for large organisations. Okay. Um, we also tend uh, to run programs under the Skilling Queensland for Work and have a number of programs at the moment for Indigenous candidates. One of the major ones that we're running is I Got Brushed, and um, that's taken off in Queensland and South Australia as well, and it's a long-term running um, SKU program yep. that MEGT holds, so it's really a good program. Yeah, I'd like some more info about that once we sort of finish. That'd be great, thank sure. you. Sure. Um, how about Women in Trades program? Yeah, so Women in Non-Traditional Trades has been a big focus for MEGT and it's growing all the time. Um, the government has a big focus at the moment trying to get women into trade and help fill that skill shortage. Yep. Um, so MEGT has held numerous um, Women in Non-Traditional Trade events nationally to help educate candidates, employers, but also to introduce employers to some great candidates as well. Um, we actively support NOWIC. Um, the women in non-traditional breakfasts across the states where they've been held. Yeah, that's great. Um, we started one of our um, new TAFE programs yesterday and there's a young lady that uh, really keen to go into construction or building. 
Um, her dad wants her to go into nursing, but <laughs> she said, no, I want to go into that. So, you know, this could be a good pathway for her too once she sort of finishes. So um, I'd say in the near future I'll probably get you to pop in and speak to our TAFE students. Yeah, that sounds excellent. Yeah, it'd be a good opportunity. Um, okay, what are the main industries that are sort of hiring at present, both female and male? Yeah, sure. So I suppose it's very, very vast range of industries hiring at the moment because, you know, we still have a lot of those skill shortages. But I suppose um, the majority of the vacancies that we see are in the construction industry and hospitality. Um, A lot of hospitality are finding it hard to get good staff. And I think, you know, the COVID had really um, affected, I suppose, the way people want to see where their careers are going. Um, so I think those are probably the, mo- the biggest industries here in Queensland that um, we have vacancies for. So I suppose what you were just saying then, like when we closed down all that time for COVID, a lot of the workers thought, hey, I might uh, go and explore me other opportunities and stuff. Oh, 100%, but also not just, I suppose, in these industries. We yep. had a lot of middle-aged men who were told, I suppose, when they were growing up that, I want you to go do accountancy. I want you to do go to university and do this. And we've had a lot of middle-aged people during that COVID time ringing us up and say, hey, look, I only did that because my parents wanted me to do yeah. it. But my true passion is becoming a builder or I want to be a plumber. So these people are about, you know, 55, 60 yeah. that want to do a career change from accountancy. So we found, wow. yeah, we found that it was um, becoming more and more... Um, I suppose, popular to everyone wanting to change, change their careers because I think COVID actually showed them that they should be doing something that they love. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And I suppose time is short, so they want to move into what they really want to do to finish off their careers, I suppose. And uh, I suppose getting back to that, even though they're middle-aged or in their 50s and 60s, do you find there's employers out there willing to take them on? Yeah, and I suppose that's what COVID was probably good for was because, you know, prior to COVID, you know, a lot of employers said, oh, yep, we want them 21 or under. Um, but with COVID and the skill shortages and I suppose getting people in, back into work, there was a big shortage. Um, so a lot of employers now say, yep, happy with mature age. Um, so they don't seem to have an issue now as they did prior to yeah yep. prior to covid because i think they realize that there's no difference in having a mature age to having a 21 year old work and i think they're finding that it actually balances their workplace yeah and it's probably better in a way i suppose because a lot of the um your older people have got that work they've been around they've got housing commitments mm. loans things like that that they have to commit to and pay off so yeah. you know they, they are going to be reliable and committed yeah, and that's probably one of the biggest, um, I suppose, when we talk to employers and ask them the question, you know, what sort of prereqs do they have for someone coming into their workforce? They usually say, we want someone who's dependable. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for sure. it's one of the biggest things. Yeah, no, perfect. Thank you for that. That's great stuff. Uh, is there any cost associated for any individual who's thinking of linking in? Not employer, just individuals. No, there's no cost no. affiliated with MEGT AMP services. Yep. So we are federally contracted with the government to deliver these services for free. Okay, great stuff. Are there eligibility requirements for the employee services? No, so there's no eligibility requirements. Anyone can register either a vacancy or themselves as a candidate to use our services, so yep. it's totally free. What's a minimum age, say, for an apprentice or a trainee? What would you go... So depending on, obviously, the industry, yep. um, 
you know, the minimum age is usually around 15, but, yep. you know, with electrical, it's a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay, now that's good. Um, what is MEGT saying is the biggest barrier to job seekers being unable to secure sustained employment? I suppose one of the biggest barriers that I've seen personally for job seekers who are wanting to get into a trade is actually having the ability to get a driver's license and able to afford the lessons. I think, you know, there needs to be some type of funding put towards sure. that, especially in the rural and um, remote areas, like the regional and remote areas, where they don't have access to it. And I think, you know, some of the driving tests are quite expensive in some areas for them to actually obtain that. And to obviously get in a trade, majority of um, businesses would like a manual licence. Yeah, for sure. And it makes it really, really difficult in those areas to get um, a licence. Yeah, and I've known that, uh, you know, probably the last six, seven, eight years um, in the different roles I've had, is that's the biggest barrier. There's no funding that's aimed towards, you know, supporting these young people. Mm. If it is, it might be two or three lessons, which isn't enough, especially mm. if they don't have family there to support them to be able to, um, you know, do lessons and stuff. That's correct. And um, as well, you know, obviously having access to a vehicle is yep. another thing. Um, and I was speaking to um, another business and they were saying even though they've got funding to give to their candidates, it's booked out. Yep. Yep. So there's no access for them to have a car to actually go for the driver's license. So, yeah, so that's another issue. Yeah, it is a huge barrier. Uh, I'm pretty sure it'd be Australia-wide, but definitely in Queensland and something that we all talk about, you know, regularly. So, mm. yeah, thanks for that information. Which areas of Ipswich and surrounds do you have offices in? And what are the main areas uh, that MEGT cover across Queensland? Thanks, Andrew. Um, MEGT has a great um, reach across Queensland. We have offices in the Ipswich, Toowoomba and Logan regions in this area, yep. but we also have offices everywhere in Queensland. So right from the tip, Cairns, Townsville, Mackay, Rockhampton, Bundaberg, the Sunshine Coast, North Lakes, Milton and the Gold Coast. Okay, so the sort of major centres. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So we cover just about everywhere and obviously that's around Australia. Yeah, okay, yes. I did see there's probably about 60, 70 offices Australia-wide. Correct. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. You have a, a careers hub that support people uh, who may be interested in becoming an apprentice or trainee. How does it work? I know you touched on it earlier, but how does a trainee or an apprentice jump on board? Yeah, so it's really um, simple to do so, and it's a great platform which is very easy to use. It's as simple as registering on our website. So if you went and Googled MEGT Career Hub, it yep. would take you to a link to say visit Career Hub now. So yep. you'd visit there, and basically there's a few questions. Most of it's just personal information. Yep. That you have to enter and you upload your resume. And then what happens is once that's fully done, um, you come through to our customer service team. They'll ask you a few questions in regards to making sure that you have stated the what um, apprenticeship that you want to do or traineeship you want to do and make sure that it's the right one for you. And then yep. basically what happens is that comes through to myself, Jack and Stephanie, who are the three um, career re and recruitment consultants yep. and we do something what we call streaming so we give them a one-on-one -on -one consult um, to talk about everything within their profile and also give them advice on their um, resumes and cover letters as well yeah okay oh that's great then that uh that'll help them sort of 
I suppose, um, you know, explore more options as well, not just probably that one career path. You might have other ideas of what they're suitable for. Incorrect. And, you know, obviously with Career we also have access to some really great employers. Um, and, you know, if we know that they're looking, sometimes we'll do some reverse marketing as well with the permission of the candidate to try and get them in front of that employer as well. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's great. Um what sets you aside from other traineeship apprenticeship providers, I suppose? Yep, so I suppose we can support you through the entire process from recruitment and obviously advice right through to the sign-up, yep. um, the registration and the mentoring afterwards. So our mentors stay with that apprentice um, or trainee through their whole entire apprenticeship or traineeship. Okay. So we just don't do the first six months but we stay there for the entirety of it and also for the employer. I think a lot of people don't realise with our mentoring team, they basically are there for the employer but also for the um, apprentice and trainee. Well. So I think a lot of employers don't realise that they have that support there. Yep, yep. So that's really important. Um, the MEGT difference is that we have a dedicated local presence. Um, we also are backed by a service that you can rely on um, we have information on demand and the experience and expertise, and it, obviously it's a free service. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And like you said, I think um, it would be so beneficial for the employees to know that you're there for them as well, not just the um, apprentice, you know. A, yeah. a lot of them probably don't know that, and that's probably why they sort of hold back, so it's good for them to know. Yeah, it's a really great service, and we also have... Uh, particular mentors there as well for women in non-traditional trades. Okay, that's brilliant. Mm. What type of assistance can you give to potential employers uh, who are looking for an employment agency to partner with? I suppose, you know, if employers wanted to partner with us, like our Career Hub, like I was saying before, it yep. allows any employer to advertise any apprenticeship or traineeship vacancy they have for free. Um, you know, there's other employment avenues out there that they could take but it usually has a fee attached to it yep. and uh, they'll be also able to get guidance from the career and recruitment consultants as well as a customer service team so at the end of the day I think you know from our point of view in regards to our career hub not only do we really do a bit of a one-on-one -on -one service with our candidates the employer also gets that one-on-one -on -one, um, service from us as well yep yep uh, and we like to you know obviously we can do the registration for them of their profile, but we also can create their vacancies as well. So, you know, we're sort of a bit of a one-stop shop. Yep, yep, we can sure. actually start it for them and finish it for them. And we do offer extra, I suppose, service to them. So at the end of their um, vacancy, we also can actually send out um, letters to say people have been successful, unsuccessful and that sort of stuff. So we sort of tidy up that vacancy for them. So, you know, the um, employers that don't have a lot of time to do their recruitment side of it and don't have a recruitment team behind them, you know, we could step in, step in and do it for them. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a fair bit of uh, wraparound support for not only the employee but the employer. Correct. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, any cost involved to an employer at all for anything? No, so um, for the employers, there's no cost to the employer who uses our ASIN services. Um, if they use our GTO recruitment management services, which is an option as well, because um, some employers do like the GTO setup, yep. um, that has a cost yeah, attached okay. to it. But anything to do with our ASIN um, contract, there's no cost whatsoever. Okay. Okay, that's great for them to uh, know. 
I think we spoke about this one sort of earlier. Um, how best can MEGT support employers with the employees that you place with them? Yeah, so basically, and I, I probably didn't touch on it before, Andrew, was that we also have what we call a scheduled contact visit for employers, employees. So within that, even though we have mentors that help, I suppose, take them through their travel times, but we also have contact officers that go out regularly. Um, that might be the three, six months, 12 months point, depending on the schedule. And what they actually do is just make sure everything's um, tracking okay. Yep. So if there was a problem coming up, um, the employee could raise it with us or the apprentice or trainee could raise it with us. And then we could sit down and bring the mentors in and have that wraparound consult with um, everybody. Yeah, yep. That's uh, pretty handy to have because no doubt it happens probably quite regularly sort of in workplaces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. What about the biggest barrier for employers being able to attract employees at the moment? It's a quite a challenging time in the moment with recruitment, um, especially in the more regional areas yep. and having a good pool of candidates um, that want to work um, is a barrier, I suppose, in some areas. And because not everyone wants to work at the moment either yes. because I think they have fallen into that COVID um, state, um, or even like some people aren't interested in working from the bottom up. They just um, want to start at the top. They want to start at the top <laughs> or they want to take four years to do an apprenticeship. But what we try and do is educate them. You start on a first year, but where you can go after the fourth year and what money that you'd be earning is a real benefit. So I think with education, you know, yes. we can sort of change that. And I think people are starting to realise that. Yeah, for sure. Are there still financial incentives for employers to hire employees yes there is yep yep so there is um federal and some state funding available to employers and employees who take on apprenticeships or traineeships there is an eligibility criteria that's attached to that yep um for each incentive so it's important if you're thinking about taking on an apprentice or trainee to reach out to one of our dedicated field consultants in your region and have that discussion with them yeah, prior sure. to taking them on because there's a lot of eligibility that goes on behind the scenes yep. so it's really important that you're educated on that as well yeah yeah for sure no that's great uh, is there anything else you would like to pass on to potential job seekers employers or listeners in general about um you know megt and what sort of we might have missed it all yeah, in the conversation? Yeah, sure. So um, apprenticeships and traineeships are a great way to increase your workforce and or to start your career. And I think it's really important that employers look at it that way. It's a great way to increase their workforce. Yeah. Um, and it's controlled. Do you know what I mean? So you have a lot of support there. Yes. Um, if you're not sure if an apprenticeship or a traineeships are the right way to go, obviously you can contact us and we can help you out in regards to that. Yeah, no, fantastic stuff. I appreciate that, uh, Kerry. We're going to uh, ask Kerry Smith from MEGT Australia some getting to know you questions before she leaves us today. Ready to go, Kerry? Yep. Okay, what makes you laugh the most? Um, what makes me laugh the most is TikTok videos of animals doing crazy things. Yeah, my wife watches a lot of TikTok with kids in it, sort of thing, which is quite hilarious, I find. So, yeah, I, I'm not much of a TikTok person, but she shows me most nights. Um, what did you want to be when you were small? Um, what I wanted to do when I was small, I wanted to become a nurse. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Still time to change. Uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not. If you want to get into the study <laughs> side of things. <laughs> um, would you rather vacate in Hawaii 
Africa or Alaska and why? Um, I've been to two of those destinations already. So I would like to say Alaska just because I haven't been there before and I think it would be once in a lifetime destination to go to. Yeah, okay, sweet. What did you uh, think of Africa? I've been to Hawaii a number of times. What about Africa? Um, I went to South Africa and I, I actually really loved it. That's one place that I probably would go back to yeah. just because of the diversity and the contrast of everything there, like whether it's the people, the land. Yep. You know, the safaris are amazing. Once you're in that African jungle sort of thing and seeing the safari and the sunsets, it's absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I was uh, I was really keen to go there this year for my wedding anniversary, but we're heading back to Hawaii instead. <laughs> I didn't get a say in that one, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, what would you do if you won the lottery? Um, what I'd do if I won the lottery, I'd probably still work for a while, um, keep it on the down low. Yep. Uh, but I suppose one of my dreams would be if I ever came into money would to start an orphanage or a drop-in centre in Sri Lanka. Yeah, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, been to Sri Lanka a few times now, oh, okay. And I absolutely love the country, love the people, and I think that's something that I'd really love to do. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great to hear. Uh, we did sort of speak early. Your favourite state of origin team? <laughs> uh, my favourite state of origin team would be Queensland, of course. Definitely Queensland. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, you've won Russell over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking after you, Russell. <laughs> Uh, okay, last question, Kerry, from producer Russell. Marvel or DC and why? This might disappoint Russell. Neither are really my thing, but DC, but I'm not sure sure why. Yeah, okay. Oh, you've got him stumped. Good thing you're a <laughs> Queensland fan or he'd be over there sulking. Sorry, Russell. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much for that, Kerry. Appreciate it. Uh, listeners, uh, it's probably time to wrap up the layback hour for this fortnight. So, uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time to listen in. Um, thanks to Kerry from MEGT Australia for uh, coming on board and spreading, um, you know, the word about the great work you do and the opportunities that are out there for the young people. Thanks, Andrew. I really appreciated it. Yeah, no, you do really well and uh, hopefully we'll uh, get some young people or actually it doesn't have to be young people, it can be any age, on board to uh, link in with you. Um, As per usual, big thanks to producer Russell, his management and the team here at USQ Springfield. Uh, Always greatly um, appreciate you taking your time and supporting us. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, That's all we have time for today on the ICYS Layback Hour. Be kind, be safe and goodbye.